Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 27. At the time when Philip first began to hear confessions, he was more ready to hear the sins of men than of women, and as far as he could, avoided hearing the faults of the latter. Cautious of any threat to his virginal purity, he was well aware that the demons never cease from troubling the servants of God, even when they are engaged in good works, particularly those who trust too much in their own abilities. I will add that he was so strict and vigilant in guarding his modesty that if he was obliged to hear women's confessions, he would receive them in church, speaking abruptly rather than gently, and from time to time showing his annoyance in his looks. He used to say that he behaved like that until he was granted the singular grace of God to be able to receive them in whatever manner he pleased. I think that what he meant by these words was that he had, by the gift of God, received the remarkable ability. I think that what he meant by these words was that he had, by the gift of God, received the remarkable ability of not being in any way affected by impure thoughts. So that from then onwards to the end of his days, he appeared to be as impervious as a marble statue. Moreover, because he was so busy with hearing confessions every day, a noble work which he continued until his death, he would often hear his sons if they came to him when he was still in bed, for he spent most of his nights in contemplation and devout prayer. Early in the morning, he would get up and go to the church, not leaving it unless some really important and necessary task occurred, which could not possibly be deferred until another time. No one ever failed to find him in church. Maybe not all the time, but he was certainly very accessible and readily made his services available at once. He lived most of the time either in church or in his room and was not much given to going out unless he was summoned by some necessity or some work of charity. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, choicest of priests, heart of fire, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things tonight's reading brings out is that chastity 
is a virtue that we can grow in. Chastity is a virtue that we can grow in. Notice that St. Philip Neri, when he was a young priest, was more troubled, he seems, more concerned with, more bothered by, a fear of impure thoughts. And so to protect himself and to defend his chastity, he adopted the means that he thought was necessary for him at that time. Then he received a singular grace from God that he became almost impervious to any kind of sexual thoughts, inclinations, attractions. And this is what Father Glonio is putting before us, that St. Philip Neri, by the end of his life, dealt with women in a totally different way than he dealt with them when he was first ordained. And St. Philip Neri would tell young men when he was an old priest, oh, don't copy me, don't copy me. God has given me a grace to deal with women in however way I want, and I'm not affected. So that's one point, that there is this kind of radical growth in chastity in St. Philip, that he seems to have been like St. Thomas Aquinas, that the very, he didn't even feel by the end the very first movements of lust. On the other hand, St. Philip Neri always said that we have to be distrustful of self. He would say that as long as a man can open his eyelids, no matter how old he is, he has to be on guard against the movements of the flesh, that is, sexual temptation, no matter how old he is. Well, how do we combine these two? Well, we combine them partly that we need self-knowledge. St. Philip says, don't trust too much in your own abilities. Have some awareness of what your abilities are. Know what you can take handle. Know what you're capable of. Know where your weaknesses are. Know who it is that are your special kinds of attractions. Know the kind of people you fall in love with. All these things are necessary so that one can have a sense of what one is capable of. And we also need to add to this the advice that he gave to Blessed Juvenal. When Blessed Juvenal was a young priest, he wrote St. Philip a letter, what we've mentioned before, and the letter said, Father Philip, I'm ordained, I'm hearing women's confessions, and I need some advice because I have all kinds of thoughts going through my head. And St. Philip wrote him back a very wonderful letter and said, don't worry, all priests are bothered by this. Just pray to God to give you the grace necessary for your work. And then don't ask any unnecessary questions beyond what you need to know for what the kind of sin it is and the number. And God will not fail to help you. On another occasion, St. Philip Neri had a penitent who was a gynecologist. And he was doing his work male doctor, and suddenly he began to have lots of troubles. St. Philip called him in, brought his head to his heart, laid his hands on him, and said, now go, you do a very important work, go and be faithful. 
And from that day forward, the man wasn't troubled. So let us ask the Lord tonight to give us the grace that we need to do what we have to do. Our particular calling, our particular work. Let us ask the Lord to help us grow in chastity. Let us never think, oh, I've arrived. I don't need to keep going in it. No, we have to keep praying for it. On the other hand, let us ask for the grace of not, not being too surprised that we're tempted. Not to be too surprised that things come up. Let us use these occasions, as Thomas Aquinas says, to grow in humility. Temptations to impurity, temptations to lust, even sins in that area are allowed by God to save us from the worst sin of pride and to help us be humble. St. Philip Neri was very convinced that he had to do important and necessary tasks. He recognized the distinction between things that can't be deferred and things that can be deferred. Things that have to be done right now and things that can wait. And St. Philip was always trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. He was always trying to be docile. What does the Lord want me to do here and now? And when he was first a priest, he did not think that the God wanted him to be a confessor to women very often. That's just how it was. But over time, he realized that God was calling him to do more of that work. And if God calls us to something, he always gives us the grace to do what he wants us to do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.